Welcome, Bears fans, once again to Bears Scat. I'm Thomas. I'm Jim. And we are here to... Dissect preseason football. (laughs) (laughs) Which, oh my god, so many amazing things happened. And so many crappy things. It's preseason. Get over yourself. It's all so meaningful and important. Um, (laughs) Like, I went through how uh, how I feel about preseason football... Last week, I'm not going to rehash that, but the Bears did play a. <laughs> they did play a game. They scored two quick touchdowns. That was really fun, and I think they won. Yeah, um, but they did win. Yeah, when, when the important players were in, at least on offense, it, it did look pretty good. So that was exciting, even though I don't know how meaningful it it really is. But it it's was, not. It was. It was. It's better than what we normally see out of the Bears' first preseason game, which is. These guys can't get a playoff and can't can't snap the ball correctly. And they just look completely discombobulated. So you'll take it. Um, any reactions other than the fact that it was kind of fun? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, number one, I think I, I felt like that kind of got lost. It, 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 that exact statement. It was fun. It was really right? fun. Um, it, it, it was great to see... Uh, fields out there running the offense. Um, it was great to see the new acquisition and DJ Moore out there and watch him bolt in, uh, for a touchdown, um, showing some some great wheels. Uh, I, I loved watching that speed. I actually didn't realize he had that much speed. Yeah, I think Bears fans are really going to be surprised by just how dynamic of a player he is just because... In Carolina, he's just been in these horrible offensive situations. And, yeah, I, I think that... Now he's playing with a guy he really wants to play with, too. And that can also just free up space for him because the defense is half-worried that they're going to blink and Fields is going to be 50 yards down the field. And, and <laughs> that, that was my takeaway with the Moore play. It's just we got one of those guys, and I always think about Jamar Chase, where... You just throw him the ball at the line of scrimmage, and all of a sudden he's 60 yards away in the end zone. Yeah. And it's fun to have playmakers like that. And it was just nice to see some players making plays for fields out there because how many times last year did you see contested balls on the ground or throws that the receiver could have made a play on that they didn't? Catch the ball. Yeah, I mean, or the drops. I mean, my God, but... I mean, the throw that Fields made to Moore behind the line of scrimmage was, wasn't even really on target, and Moore was able to catch it and put his foot in the ground, and he was he was gone. And yep. I haven't gone back to look and see who was out there on the field for Tennessee. I don't know if it was their starters or their backups or whatever, but just seeing playmakers on the Bears' offense is, is something you can get used to. Yeah, and um, you also hit on another point. Um, it was nice to see the offense go out and not immediately, uh, you know, uh, stomp on its own foot, right? You know, uh, it was nice to not to to see them not suddenly walk out there and get a false start or uh, delay a game or one of the other myriad of uh, pre-snap penalties that seems to haunt the Bears' offense every single year. Granted, it was during a preseason game. But they did seem to go out there and execute uh, what they wanted to do. And and Fields did spread the ball around a little bit. Um, 
nice play to Kari Blazingate. <laughs> How about that? The first catch of the preseason was against his full, whole team was too. The fullback, yeah, the revenge game. Um, yeah, I think the two criteria that I listed last year is nobody get hurt, which doesn't seem like they did. Actually, yep. uh, the Bears kicked off practice in Indianapolis about an hour ago, and I saw that Nate Davis is out there. As, really? As is Demarcus Walker. So oh, that's that, good. That's good news. But, yeah, to my knowledge, no injuries in the preseason opener, so that's good. And then the other criteria I said is don't look like you completely suck. Yeah. And for the most part, for the most part, the, nobody out there did. We'll, 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 get right. to, we'll get to the couple that did in a minute. But yeah, and I, I think for that, they, they at least met, if not exceeded, expectations. Yeah, and uh, another um, nice uh, uh, another nice sight was to see Khalil Herbert, you know, who missed essentially half the season last year, came out and immediately lit him up, you and know? A nice play in the passing game. Yeah, nice is, play in the passing which game. Which been a knock on him. Um, you know... Uh, Certainly put out a gear that um, David Montgomery is not capable of. Yeah. And, uh, you know, was, you know, 50 yards downfield, scoring a touchdown. How about the blocking, too, on both those plays? The blocking was good. Now, I did see, um, you know, uh, they there was a little bit of shaky stuff um, in the... Uh, in the long Herbert run, there is a there is a hole oh. that probably would get called in the game. Um, I think it was Equinemius St. Brown. He's blocking on a D back uh, that is kind of perpendicular to Herbert as he's getting to the end zone. And if they would have called it, it looks like the you know um, it looks like. You know, it would have been a situation if they would have called holding. Obviously, would have called the playback, which would have really sucked. But uh, it, it wasn't until maybe three yards to, before the end zone. So, um, you know, it's one of those ones that could have gone either way. Oh, sure. I, so. I was just, I'm just being a little bit, you know, critical because you you want to see. But um, we have said, you know, for ESB, hey, you know, that is he is pretty good at, at, at doing downfield block downfield blocking and so we, we did get to see some of that yeah, you don't see that called too often when it's like 40 yards into the play right like you, you're more so are seeing the holding plays or the holding call that line of scrimmage or a few yards past few, it, a few yards kind of as like sure. the play is developing and i didn't go back and rewatch that play so i'm not sure how blatant it was but you know th- yeah, that's gonna happen NFL officiating is terrible, so, right. so sometimes you get the call, sometimes you don't. I, I I was more impressed with the offensive linemen that got out ahead of the play and, yep. and were you know downfield making blocks. I saw Jatyree Carter yeah. doing that. Uh, Cody Whitehair was out there. Braxton Jones had a couple nice blocks down the field. So they're getting those guys out into space and getting them into the open field, and they're making plays. So if it looks like that. Then you'll take it, right? And definitely, uh, I take it you're not very concerned by the fact that Justin Fields didn't have enough air yards. Oh man, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I immediately, um, I was really just pissed off reading that. I just, uh, I, I, I really thought about it, and I do not remember ever seeing that before. I've never heard that stat. Never heard that. And stat. I, I consume a lot of football. <laughs> we. 
between the two of us, we do a pretty blanket job. And uh, that I just felt like, oh, we need to figure out something to gripe about JF1 on. And let's, you know, we'll, we'll just invent this. I kind of wish that people didn't feel the need to have a hot take on every single thing. Yeah. Like, is it really so hard to just sit there and say they had a couple of nice big plays? Yeah, he didn't have to throw the ball down the field, but... It's preseason. But he didn't have to run the ball down the field either. Well, that's the thing. It's that they're only rolling out like half of the offense in these games because they're trying to protect their players. And I'm sure if you asked Luke Getze, his preference would be that the offense just gets into the end zone every time in the preseason. And you, 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 <laughs> I'm I'm all for that yeah, plan. Yeah, like you you, lim, you limit the amount of times you're dropping back and exposing your quarterback to hits and. I think, believe me, Fields is going to have his opportunity to throw the ball down the field. <laughs> the, the fact that he didn't have to in this game, I, I just view as a victory because you got some positive momentum. You probably got some excitement built up in the locker room, specifically on the offense. And it was fun. And you know what? Think about all the preseason games we've had to watch over the years that have been certainly less than fun. <laughs> so, yes. I so, mean, so you, you'll take it. You get to the end of the first quarter and you're like, have these guys practiced at all? Yeah. <laughs> did, they, did they just meet each other for the first time in the in the locker room? Yeah, and I mean, think back to the preseason last year. Do you remember anything from it? Like, what's your most memorable Bears preseason moment? Yeah, from last year, Tevin Jenkins. That that's really all I remember from last year was that whole debacle. It's like. Kyle Long blowing up the guy on the, the pulling block. <laughs> I don't know. None of this stuff matters. We're all going to forget it the second the ball kicks off against Green Bay. I've already forgotten most of it. I, wa- yeah. I, I watched the whole game, and I, I could probably tell you like three things that happened. So, um, really, uh, one of the, the very best plays, uh, that for me, of uh, one of my favorite plays, was Zach Pickens making oh, yeah. generating a sack. Yeah. That was awesome. Uh and the reason I want to give him such huge kudos for that was because it wasn't one of those things where the the new defensive tackle fell into the quarterback. No. No, he he generated that and it showed really good speed and good movement uh for a big man to get there. Tackling uh, Malik Willis, who does have some mobility, uh, you got to remember. And Willis is a young is a young quarterback too. Second year pro, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I, I just I, I really liked seeing that. And you know, he got he when he got it, he was fired up. Did you? They they showed the sideline and all those D lineman guys over there. All those big guys are all jumping around like, yeah, one of ours, you know. Yeah, I didn't realize that Pickens looked that scary (laughs) (laughs) he's a beefy dude yeah like i was kind of thinking he was kind of a bigger kind of you know bulkier guy like that guy looks like he can get up the field (laughs) he looks like he'll knock your block off yeah it's just like oh man that looks like a real defensive tackle (laughs) like that that's not a guy you want to be lining up across the line from so yeah it was good to see him make a play you hope that portends good things to come i mean the first series of the game the defensive line just looked awful yeah I, I i often don't read too much into that in the preseason because like 
who's out there? Justin Jones, Billings. Yeah. Like, these are veterans. Like, veteran defensive linemen sometimes are kind of going at three-quarter speed in the preseason because they, they know how it works, right? They know they, they know that they're on the team, and they know that maybe... They want to get through preseason know, without getting hurt. Yeah, it's like, we, we can go 85% and kind of look like we're still trying, but not really trying. Right? So I don't really read too much into the fact that they didn't look good at all in that first drive, but... Yeah, you get the younger ones in, and Pickens makes that play, obviously. Dexter wasn't as noticeable, but it was his first time out there. So, yeah, I definitely was inspired by that play by Pickens that you mentioned. And the other guy that really just looks the part is Stevenson. I mean, he's around the ball, and that looks like an NFL corner. Yeah, um, really, uh, overall, uh, nice work by the by the secondary uh, looking like a, a genuine kind of secondary uh, that can that, that's really going to be able to generate uh, some uh, some heat. Uh, and you know we need we need to see because uh, since we're not going to still have a, a huge pass rush, we need to see that cohesiveness in that secondary unit uh, because. They're they're probably going to have to cover a little bit longer than your average team is um, until we can get a, a more steady pass rush going. Yeah, and you got to see what it looks like with Ngakwe and Walker out there too. I mean, right. in Ngakwe, you kind of know what you're going to get. Walker is a little bit more of an unknown, and then if one of those two is out there, maybe it opens things up a little bit for your other pass rushers or guys down on the line. So. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, the secondary feels like it's the strength of the defense, and when your pass rush isn't great, that's important because, like you said, you're just back there for longer. Uh, a quick shout-out to Jaquan Brisker, who thought he was playing a regular season game. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 see he's, I see he's actually not practicing today now, so hopefully hopefully not too serious. But I, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I, right... When when guys are sitting down right now, it's you know usually it's it's not anything serious, but you kind of hope it's just out of. Out <laughs> he, of was, he was pretty caution. animated in a few times in that game. So hey, you know this defense feels like it's got some juice to it. I mean, it you, does. You hear the reports out of training camp about how they're flying around and how they're talking shit to the offense and how they're just really, really, really kind of buying into this hits principle philosophy and. You love to hear that because yeah. the defense last year is about as bad as it's ever going to look at the NFL level. They just, they couldn't stop anybody, and when they were out on the field, it just felt like the ball was going to end up in the end zone. It was awful. One way or another. So yeah. they got some new talent in there. They've got some leaders. They've got some second-year players that kind of maybe are going to take another step. seems like some of these rookies have some swagger, especially when you talk about Stevenson. So it, it's fun when the Bears have a, a badass defense, right? And, yeah, it's never going to be the monsters of the midway again because no. the league rules just don't allow it. But you can still have a fun defense that's out there knocking people around and taking the ball away and making plays. And it feels like that's the vibe right now is that they think they can be that. You know, maybe not a top 10 defense, but maybe hovering around, you know, middle of the league, but still making plays and, taking the ball away and, and one of my buddies was asking me about that and that's what i i told him i said you know we're we were we were dead last essentially um and you know 
I would expect us to at least jump ten spots. Yeah, you know, I think be so. be uh, you know in the uh, low twenties or high teens. I think that's very reasonable. I think so, and I'm not going to get bogged down too much in the actual number, but I, I expect to see a jump because there's just more investment on that side of the ball yeah. this year. I mean, it was so bare bones yeah. last year in terms of the amount of money they were spending on the defense, yeah. the amount of draft picks that they had on the defense that were worth anything. It was really a rough watch at times. I mean, there were games where they just didn't have a prayer of stopping the opponent. Yep. And other games like the two we've talked about the last couple of weeks where you blink and you're down 21 to three. So fewer games like that this year would be good. I'm excited to watch this defense, especially if, Dexter and Pickens can make an impact as the season goes along. I think this defense could actually be kind of nasty at times. And we went through this when the schedule came out. The Bears are playing a lot of quarterbacks that either suck or are very young. I mean, yeah, you've got Jordan Love twice. You don't know what you're going to get from him. You've got Bryce Young on this schedule, Sam Howell, Baker Mayfield, the Cardinals. Like, There's a lot of bad quarterbacks on this schedule, so... If that defense can be disruptive and a little bit creative and can actually get some pressure on the quarterback, I think that the numbers could actually stack up pretty well. Even if, you know, maybe they are going to get torched against Mahomes or Watson or Herbert or sure. some of the top quarterbacks. I think in most games, this defense has a chance to really make things difficult on the opponent, especially if the quarterback sucks. Tyreek Stevenson was is credited with... Uh... Uh, seven, uh, seven solo tackles, a tackle for loss, and a, and a, a defense, a pass defense. Yeah, he was um, just around the ball. Yeah, and the, you know the 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 other guy I want to bring up is um, uh, what is this? The guy from the Rams, Terrell Lewis. Terrell Lewis, who I I was like, who? <laughs> well, so early, early on in camp, you started hearing the beat writers talking about Terrell Lewis, and it's kind of like, all right, here we go again. It's some guy that isn't going to make the team, but he's making a bunch of noise in the preseason. And it's some young guy, like some 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 <laughs> rando. Like we've we, we've heard it all throughout the years, right? I mean, the guy I always remember from when I was a kid was Dante Wesley. wow he had like 15 training camp and so there's always guys like this that flash in camp and then they end up doing nothing but his linebacker right i think he was a corner but anyway you look at terrell lewis and he's not like some rando undrafted free agent he was actually a third round pick yeah from bama so you know he's got talent and it sounds like the story of him in la is number one they had him playing outside of his natural position and number two he's just injured a lot so Maybe he's somebody that changes scenery if you get him in more of a natural position and maybe he gets a little bit of injury luck. I mean, that's a third-round pick from Bama is no joke in terms of talent. Right. So, man, if they found somebody that can maybe just be like a good rotational pass rusher that can come in here and get seven, eight sacks, that's a great find. And obviously this is all very premature. We don't know if he's even going to make the team, but he was – Making plays out there, even though it was against backups. Yeah, I um, I found out we we uh, we we got him last year, and I didn't. I don't remember that at all. Just, Six foot five, two hundred sixty-two pounds. Yeah, 
That dude is huge. And he's at, like, go look up. There's a couple highlights of him just out there. He, he's, he's physical. Like he'll, he'll take your head off. Yeah. So um, he's only 24. That's the other thing. Yeah. It, you know, it, it looks like uh, he just really hasn't been on the field very much. So um, this, you know, this could be a situation where. Uh, he's just been dinged a lot, and he just really hasn't really got to show what he what he can do. Um, but it was certainly pleasant to see his name pop up and be like, "Wow, that that's a nice guy to be throwing in the mix." Yeah, for sure. And Matt Miller, the draft scout, tweeted something out about Terrell Lewis. He's like, "Man, I'm so happy to see that he's healthy again. The guy had so much potential coming out of Bama." So nice. And if they just found a guy like that's how you really build up a roster is if you can find guys on waivers that can come in and actually make some impact. I mean, that would be awesome. Like if, if Terrell Lewis can make the team as like a, a fourth pass rusher and actually be a viable threat in the pass rush. I mean, that's, that's a, a huge steal. So how about I'm, Noah Sewell? I'm rooting for him. Yeah. He's with three tackles, he's a noise sack, too. a tackle for loss and a QB hit. What did you take of them signing that linebacker from Atlanta, Michael Walker? Yeah, I don't know what um, that's. It, I'm guessing that's a is that a replacement for somebody? Did I was wondering that too. I mean, the first thing that pops into your head is because Michael Walker. I mean, he started a bunch of games for Atlanta last year. Yeah, and he had over a hundred tackles. So, but why is he available? I. It sounds like the fact that he was so good last year. He, had some contract incentives kick in and maybe he just wasn't worth the money to them. It's kind of weird, but I mean, the first thought that goes through your head is, Oh no, is Tremaine Edmonds hurt? Cause he, yeah. he hasn't been practicing, but it sounds like that's not the case. So I don't know if you're just bringing in depth or maybe if you view it as an upgrade over Jack Sanborn and maybe that means Sanborn's in trouble, but they've got a lot of linebackers on this yeah. roster right now. They've got, uh, Edwards and Edmonds are the starters, and then there's Sewell and Sanborn that are yeah. kind of competing. And then they have that other linebacker from Tennessee, Cole, but he also hasn't been practicing. So maybe they just saw it as an opportunity to get another another you know body in here that's got a track right. record and can make some plays and maybe you know fill in on special teams. That's probably all it is. But oh, we have to call this guy out too, Travis Bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, is he as wide as he is tall? <laughs> He's, man. Man, that dude looks like a, he looks like a square almost because he's like, he's built so thick and short. Uh, the defense like got all fired up though when he, when he got in there. What is he sack. like? He's like five, eight or something, right? Isn't that kind of the story behind him? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I didn't expect him to look like that, I guess, <laughs> but he, but, um, man, uh, it was, it was great to see, uh, six, six, six feet. Is exactly. he? Well, so like. Remember Ryan Pohl said when he drafted him in the seventh round this year, he's like, this is my favorite human being in the draft. <laughs> between, man, between like him and Roshan Johnson, like th- those two guys are, the, the Bears won the draft in terms of like guys that people say really nice things about. <laughs> like, just people love those two guys, but yeah. 
Travis Bell, I mean, I don't even know if he's going to make the team. <laughs> he, he got that sack he, late. He and, might be a, a practice squad guy. Yeah, maybe. And he, yeah, because he got that sack, like, really late in the game, right? Like, in the fourth quarter where he's going up against, like, mm-hmm. the, the fourth stringers. So, he was pass. he was rushing against offensive linemen that aren't going to make the Titans. Right. And, by the way, the Titans' offensive line projects to be one of the worst in the league anyway. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they're very good. No. So... That team does not seem like it's going to be very good. Yeah, they always find a way to overachieve, though. But yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I don't, I don't like them at all. Yeah, uh, Malik Will, uh, Malik Willis does not look like an NFL quarterback. Um, uh, you know, I don't know what Taney Hill's uh, status is, but uh, if he's healthy, I'm assume he'll he'll probably reassume that job, and which is not something to be excited about. No, if you're a Tennessee fan, uh, he, they. They just don't seem like a very good team. That it was. It's kind of interesting because uh, over the last couple of years, Chicago's come out in preseason looking a lot more like that Tennessee team than they did like themselves this week. Sure have, and yeah, I don't. I don't like them at all this year. But I said that last year, and they almost won the division again. So Mike Vrabel's a good coach. Um, yeah, I, Ty J Spears did uh, look pretty good. Um, I, I liked, I liked him a lot, um, coming out of Tulane. Uh, I, I felt like he would have been a nice pick for the Bears. The Bears, uh, he, he went in the second round though, and the Bears were, you know, able to pick up Roshan Johnson in, uh, the fourth. I certainly felt like, um, when Roshan Johnson went out there, I watched him get his first carry. I was like, I, I made sure to look and see whose number that was because it was like, wow, that was a good run. Um, you know, Tristan uh, Ebner, um, they could cut him tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's making the team. Um, I, 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 he was bad last year, and he, I, yeah, I get it. It's preseason. I, I don't know what that guy's bringing to the table. I mean, he'll probably find his way onto the practice squad because I can't imagine anyone's going to claim him. But yeah, he, he doesn't really seem like he's got a spot because. Yeah. Obviously, Foreman and Herbert are on the team, and Homer is going to be on the team, as, yep. as is Johnson, and you're not carrying five running backs. So, right. um, that is, that, that kind of seems like an odd man out situation. Oh, yeah. so, um, PJ Walker. So, we're going to start. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna switch to the negative. <laughs> yeah, he, that was that was rough. <laughs> Man, um, okay, you we we can cut him now. Well, so, so here, here's <laughs> he, the, that that interception was awful. So here's the thing: like PJ Walker is not bad by like backup quarterback standards. Like, you, well, at least we're telling ourselves that. <laughs> well, you don't want him starting, but like he has started and won games in the NFL, which is like more than you can say from a lot of backups. But he he has made a completion. Like, yeah, I don't know what that was. He he has thrown a touchdown before. I, I think he yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like he, he is better than what he played like, but man, that was. Not, it was awful. That was not good. And, <laughs> and, then, and that's his first pass attempt. Yeah. It was like... Well, and by all accounts, what, he's like... What happened? By all accounts, he's like struggled in camp too. So maybe he's just having a hard time grasping the new offense. But yeah, that was not impressive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, his completion percentage each uh, 2020, 57%. 2021, 
2022, 59%. That gives you a grand total of 57.5. That's not good. Yeah, you don't want him starting, but... If if you have to have him out there, I mean he has he has thrown five touchdowns in three seasons versus eleven picks. Ooh, that's not good. <laughs> that's worse than I thought. Why did they let Trevor Simeon go? Uh, well, I you know I, I'm I'm assuming it was money. They didn't want to give him any more money. Um, I did I did like some Tyson Badgett. Yeah, well, I think that they should keep him over the peter man no for sure because like if the peter man is out there in the regular season your (laughs) your season's over anyway they they should have just told peterman that um when when you when you get to the uh parking lot just keep walking (laughs) (laughs) don't 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 bother coming just hand in your credentials and don't bother coming back and nathan peterman is cashed some checks for somebody that's just awful i know he's one of those guys that that you're like how does he keep getting a job in the nfl what is that (laughs) but uh yeah uh that i mean you're right it's preseason it was one play but to watch him walk out watch walker go out there and immediately throw an awful interception like just not even close to anything <laughs> it was just like that looked like wow who was it that threw that interception to patrick peterson in the last game of the season it wasn't it was the other schmuck that was oh yeah roster. um <laughs> it, it wasn't it wasn't simeon and it wasn't was peterman. it was it cinnamon no it, who, it was the other guy um <laughs> oh um, God, the 2022 Chicago Bulls. Was it, was it, was it, was it Boyle? Was that who it was? Tim no, Boyle? No, it was, it was Simeon. No. Simeon didn't it? play in that game. Yeah, I, you know, he didn't play in the last game, you're right. It was, because they were rotating. In, in, in the year of our Lord, 2022, the Bears were rotating Nathan Peterman and someone else. I think oh. it was Tim, I think it was Tim Boyle. But anyway, you remember the interception I'm talking about, right? Yes. And then Patrick Peterson did that stupid celebration when it looked like he was catching a punt. <laughs> like that's what that looked like. It was bad, and I don't know if uh, I, I think he was throwing it to St. Brown. I don't know if St. Brown ran the wrong route, which certainly is possible, or if it was just an awful throw. But it, it looked ugly. It was Boyle. Yeah, Tim Boyle. Ugh, God. <laughs> Two completions out of eight attempts. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, there's one other player that we've got to talk about, and I take no pleasure in this, but <laughs> Vilas Jones, man. Oh, God. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really surprised he didn't get cut. Like, that's the thing about watching preseason that sometimes you see a play and you're like, I just saw a guy get cut on live television. Yeah. I couldn't believe he did that. I mean, I, I, I just, um, I mean. First of all, it was a terrible decision not to catch the punt in in the air yeah and then it was a second terrible decision to try to catch it on a bounce it the the thing is is they he's he's gotten his chances to show something and he's failed multiple times and other than that one touchdown where he ran it around the end uh last year um he really hasn't he hasn't shown anything no. and uh when you come out in your very first preseason game and you muff another punt, it's just it's just too much. Um, for what you know, they're probably going to keep him 
more towards the beginning of the season and then cut him. I don't know, man. Like, what does he do for you? He he, he can't make the fifty three. Yeah, he, they, he can't. I mean, maybe maybe if you put him on the practice squad, you can sneak him through, and no one will claim him. I mean, somebody might because he he is fast, but. Man, like, if he's not returning punts for you, which you just can't let him do anymore. I mean, I saw some call out on the internet about Scott, uh, you know, muffing. He had a fumble, right? Yeah, he had a fumble. But it's like, that was his very first time being on an NFL field. Cut the kid some some slack. If if that continues to happen, sure, then you start to, you start to get on him. But, uh, you know, he... The the thing with the JJ is that he was on the roster last year. He was in games last year, and uh, you know um, he is a third round pick. I uh, you 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 can't do that, and uh, they they you're in a preseason game, and you 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 should be smarter than that uh, as as. You're not a rookie anymore. As as a second year veteran, you should be smarter than that. Especially with the time, you know the the muffs that he made last year. He's also like thirty, isn't he? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all, all, all kidding aside, I think he's like twenty seven. But all, all kidding aside, right? Like that was my thought too. It's like this has been the emphasis the entire off season is that you can't let the ball hit the ground when you've already touched it on punt returns like you cannot continue muffing punts and so then for the first opportunity for it to be that bad it's just like come on man like what have you been doing all off season like come on man what what are you doing so i don't know i mean i'm sure they're gonna keep trotting him out there at least in the preseason because it was a third round pick but i mean at this point like would you rather have him or st brown I'd probably rather have St. Brown because we both have seen um, ESB do some good run blocking. Um, I mean, that, yeah. that's just the point blank fact of the matter. Yeah. Uh, the guy can block. The guy can catch the ball, too. Yeah. I mean, we saw him catch a couple of touchdowns last year. Um, you know, he didn't do a whole lot more, but he did have a better season last year than he had had with the Packers, period. Right. Um, and he's a young guy. He's a big guy. He's got some speed. Uh, he can get some separation at times. Uh, I just, I think that Pettis and the JJ are just worthless. Well, I think one of the two. I'd of- rather have in Simba Webster than <laughs> those guys. I think it's going to be Pettis or VOS making the team because you do need a punt. Pettis partner. looked like crap too. You know, is he I, out there? Yeah, I think I. I'm pretty sure I saw him a couple of times where he was in. Um, you know, he didn't get his hands on the ball, but so like he's he he at least is going to be a punt returner that won't kill you. Like he's he's not going to break a lot of touchdowns, but he's going to catch the ball and maybe get you a few yards. So if those are your two options, I mean, I don't think there's a huge difference between the two in terms of what they give you at wide receiver. And if Pettis isn't going to kill you on punt returns, then I think you keep him. I mean, it's also possible that somebody gets cut from another team and the yeah. Bears just bring in a new punt returner and yeah. both, both those guys can be gone, right? So, I don't know. I don't know. Well, what... and it looks like they're going to try and work in Scott maybe at 
that punt return. Yeah. I, I don't know. They'll, they'll have to figure that out. But, um, you know, you can have a pretty basic punt returner as well. Uh, to me, your punt returner isn't going to win you or win you a game. I was thinking about could they because DJ Moore's returned punts before, and I don't want him actually returning punts. No, but could they put him back there and just tell him fair catch it every time? <laughs> yeah, me, you know, okay, I'd be okay with that, but otherwise, absolutely not. Like, just put somebody back there that'll at least just catch the ball. Yeah, like isn't gonna like because. The Bears lost games last year because of Vilas Jones not taking care of the football. Right. You can lose a game, but you most likely you're not going to win a game because of your punt returner. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me at all if the punt returner is not on the roster. And then may- maybe as the season goes, you'd work Tyler Scott in there a little bit. But, yeah, Vilas, I mean, he's gotten every benefit of the doubt. I'm sure, I mean, there- there's no reason to cut him now, but... I don't think he's making the 53. I just don't think he does enough for you. I, I don't either. And I, uh, like you said, maybe um, maybe it is Pettis uh, that, that's out there. Maybe it wasn't. I guess I didn't see Pettis out there. I, maybe, I think Pettis. Maybe it was somebody else. But, um, you know. I think Pettis is, he has been hurt, but I think they just activated him, like, right before the game. So I don't th- I'd be surprised if he played. There, I mean, there's names on here. Jared Pinkney. I don't know who that is. And Pettis uh, is bad, but at least Joe like, Reed was out there. Stephen Carlson. <laughs> it's like um, Doris Fountain. <laughs> you kind of forget like how big these preseason rosters actually are. Isaiah Ford. Like I pay pretty close attention to the Bears. Like I can go probably three deep at most positions, and there were. Plenty of guys out there running around that I had never even heard of. Man, I haven't got my Darius Fountain jersey yet. <laughs> Maybe hold off on yeah. that one. Um, I, I think that's really all I had on the the game. I know, wow, we covered more time than I actually would have guessed on it. But I mean, hey, what else are we gonna talk about, right? So, did you have anything else? Um, no. Uh, I just uh, all I'll say is uh, overall, I was pleased with watching the game. Um, the, the first couple of plays there were really fun. It was nice to see. I, I, one thing I will take away from the game preseason or not was I felt like JF one was running things out there. Yeah. And we as bears fans should have a better appreciation uh, for that than a lot of other fans on teams because Having a leader out there is something we haven't had in a long time. When Cutler was a good quarterback, um, and sometimes he did show that, but not certainly not all the time. That, to me, was one of the things that McMahon really did. When McMahon was out on the field, there was no question as to who was running shit. It was his team. And I don't feel like we've had that kind of superior leadership um, out out there maybe since since him. Jim Miller was another player who I felt like did a good job of of being in command of the offense when he was out there. But his career was so short lived because he couldn't he, could, he couldn't stay healthy. 
Is he was on the on the call yeah. in that game. Um, so what I what I loved about Fields is like there was a play early on in the game. I don't even remember what happened, but the defense was out there and someone made a play, and Fields just on the sidelines, just pumped up. Yeah, and like sometimes that kind of stuff can seem fake. Like for example, when you see it from Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> <laughs> but like with him, you kind of get the sense that it's genuine and that he's he lo- like I remember last year, like towards the very end of the year, someone asked Fields about his rushing record and he's like giving credit to his teammates and talking about how the guys around him make that possible and i'm like dude your teammates are horrible (laughs) you know like nobody wants to talk about your teammates man but like you just get the sense that he buys into that stuff and that he loves the guys around him and it really seems like they love him so man i just hope it works out with him as QB one because he's so much fun to root for just because of the talent, first of all, but just the kind of guy that he seems to be. Absolutely agree. 100%. Um, you know, I was telling you about that, uh, interview, uh, with Brant, uh, interviewing him and, and DJ Moore and just the way that the two just, they seem like they've been friends for 20 years. Um, I, I, I loved seeing that. Um, and, you know, they asked uh, Fields about quarterback. And he was like, no, I, I don't want to do that. And I really got the sense that it wasn't because of the show itself. It's, he, he, he was trying to communicate, I'm paraphrasing, but he was communicating back to him, look, uh, I, I think it's very cool that they're doing that, but I, I got to focus on my team. Uh, you know, we have goals, and uh, we haven't really had the opportunity to execute those goals. And we feel like this year we have pieces in place to get that kind of thing done. And I, I it's like you said, I think he 100% believes that with his heart and mind. Yeah, I agree. And I heard the quarterback thing too, and as, as cool as it would be, you know, there's always next year for that. Like, to me, it feels like he and the Bears haven't really earned that yet, right? I mean, no. last year, as fun as it was, they were 3-14. and 14, That's and called rebuild. Yeah, his, his passing numbers weren't good. Like, yeah. if, if he has, if he takes the next step this year, then I bet you next year he'll be on quarterback, yeah. assuming it's still around, right? Yeah. But, I mean, what I heard from him saying that is, like, we're not ready for that yet, right? Like, we need to get this thing up and running first, and... I don't know. I just I think they will. I, even if he's not like great, I just think there's enough talent on this offense that I, I still think this offense is going to be pretty good, especially with his running ability. Like, there, there's just a lot of talent here and a lot of playmakers. And you know, the the big question mark right now is Claypool because yeah. he's not practicing again today. But he he did he missed practice again. Today. Yeah, he's not out there. I thought he I thought he came back yesterday. No, I don't think they practiced yesterday, did they? Or, um, well, the last practice, I thought he came back out there. I don't know. No, he hasn't practiced since he hurt his hammy. So, we'll see. I mean, we haven't heard that anybody is in jeopardy for week one yet. So, you, you, you try to... I, I guess the hope is they're being cautious. Like, if, if someone's yeah. injured right now, there's no reason to push it. Right. The, the question that you'll never get the answer to, but that would you'd love to know is... If this was game week, like leading into week one against the Packers, would right. it be practicing? And, you know, they're never going to give you that answer. Um, 
Anything you're looking for in this second game with the Colts? No, I mean, just, uh, you know, this is this is the preseason. Guys, come on out there. You know, we, we don't have to hammer these games. Like, we, we just want to, you know, see, uh, you know, some good production. And we know that there's going to be. There's going to be some crappy stuff too, but it is the preseason on both of those things. Yeah. So we don't need to go to the extreme on either. You know, we're going to see. That's okay. That's what this is. That's what this time is for. Um, you know, the big one and the one certainly on my mind is Week One, Green Bay. It can't get any bigger than that. No. Um, and I'm sure that. Fields is thinking about it too. You know, he knows how much he is being watched there. And this isn't new for him. This kid has been at the center of the spotlight literally since he was a child, right? So he knows how big this is. And I'm sure that he is thinking about that game is in the back of his mind and has been all off season. You know, you'd hope so. And same thing goes on the other side too. It's yes. I mean, you, you think Jordan loves not having those same thoughts? Oh, absolutely. I mean, just the amount that this game is going to be amplified because it's Bears Packers, because both teams are coming off bad seasons by their standards, because new quarterback, well, not new quarterback on the Bears, but young quarterbacks on both sides that are still unproven. Like this is kind of the next step for both franchises and from this year you're going to see whether or not the plan sinks or swims on both sides right i mean so it's gonna be dramatic to say the least i mean the the i'm i'm gonna especially if the bears lose i'm gonna have to stay off social media for like three days yeah i mean the last time i remember it being this uh, at least this big in my mind was 2019 yeah. Um, you know, we were coming off the playoff loss. Uh, all of us were pumped up from a 2018 season that was deceiving. 100-year anniversary. And, and, you know, yeah, exactly. And that game was such a disappointment. Um, you know, the defense played its heart out uh, and was really able to limit uh, an offense that was definitely much better than ours, and our offense just absolutely collapsed in it. Um, you know, I, I, I so long to see us come out there and just jack them on the chin for, for once. Uh, yeah, we, we're 0-8, we're, we're right? That's the way I understand in the, it. In the last eight games? Yeah. That sounds about right. I mean, that's pukey. <laughs> I mean, what's what's, what's the record over That the is not acceptable. What's the record since Cutler? Because that was another because that, oh, that, that was another big bad. One. That was another big one, right? That was Week One on Sunday Night Football, and that was Cutler's first game, and I believe it was that was four interceptions. I believe it was Rogers' first game too. Yeah, yeah, four, yeah. Welcome to the season. Four interceptions, and Brian Urlacher is out for the year. Oh man. So was, um, we've been here before with big spots week one versus the Packers, and the last couple certainly haven't gone well. Um, hopefully, this one's different. This one's at Soldier too, which is big. The other, yeah, and I guess twenty nineteen was. There's the not a single Bears fan out there that has forgot the whole "I own you." Uh, I mean, you know, uh, I I just 
I, I literally was sick from that. <laughs> and I, I, we all want to see a Bears team finally come out and 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 and, and give them a cup of whoop ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, boy. The, uh, so, the, two, the two weeks leading up to that game are going to be something. Yeah, really. Um, you know, th- this next game, you just want to see. You want to see players. I want to see. Um, one of the things that we did get to see in this game that I want to see again next week is n- names being called out by the by the by the fans and by the media that we haven't heard before. Right? That was one of the cool things about Zach Pickens and Travis Bell. Right? Yeah. We haven't got to shout their names out before. Right? But. But they certainly came with announcement. Yeah. With a far back. More pass rush in general would be good. Because they had, what, seven sacks? Yeah. And I know most of it was against backups. But it's it's good seeing competition at that pass rush spot. No more six turnovers in one one quarter, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was I good. mean, I know that some of them uh, came our way. But that just is, in general, not good. Yeah, that was ugly. Um, all right, so we got about ten minutes left. I know you had. A, oh. I know you had a list you wanted to go through. <laughs> so, so I found this uh, article online. How some of these get published is just beyond me. Um, a guy named Adam Fromel. Uh, I don't know what company he even works with, uh, but uh, somehow he got published on the on the uh, MSN.com page. And he wrote a piece called Ranking All the Chicago Bears Quarterbacks in Franchise History. All right. And when you think about it, it's like, holy crap, that's a lot of guys. This is going to be a bad trip down memory. (laughs) So he went all the way back to 1950, and there was 73 qualified quarterbacks who have made a meager 10 combined Pro Bowl appearances. I don't care about Pro Bowl appearances. I think they're total BS. I think they're a total popularity game. Uh, but uh, he used some metric that it sounds like he completely made up. <laughs> called total yards added that he developed. Uh, that Does this include air yards? It, sa- <laughs> it says, evaluates quarterback success relative to league average in four facets of the game. Rushing, passing, sack avoidance, and fumble avoidance. And it works so well that it, it the more starts you have, the worse you perform. <laughs> so, so, uh, sounds, sounds legit. Yeah. So the only, the only reason I wanted to bring this up is it, it's kind of funny because most of the quarterbacks who played at any length of time are all at the bottom. So, uh, number 73 is Jack Concannon. All right. Don't know who that is. <laughs> he played um, in the 60s, right. I believe. He actually just died not too long ago. All right. Pete. So, there's that. Okay. <laughs> bottom, bottom of the list. So, we're, yeah. So, bottom of the list. So, um, before I tell you... Uh, so, he, he has... 73 through 11, just kind of, like, listed by name. So, who do you think is number one? That's what. It, that's the question uh, I'll give you. Is this season, or... So, it's total, right? It's, it's not, total by career. Um, I mean, the top of my head would be McMahon? Yes. McMahon is number one. 
<laughs> now I was debating it, between him and Cutler. Where's Cutler? So that's what I was debating too. Is I actually, in my opinion, Cutler is number one, and that is because Cutler holds every passing record that there is for the Bears, except one. The only major one that he doesn't hold. This is career. I'm talking about career numbers. Yep. The only career number he doesn't hold is interceptions, and that's Sid Luckman. Okay, interesting. Now, as far as season goes, the season records are still held from 1995, Eric Kramer. He, Yes, he still holds <sighs> most yards in a season with 38-30, I think the number is, and most touchdowns in a season, which I think is 29. You know what's so pathetic about that? If you go back and watch a game from 1995, it looks like a different sport. <laughs> like, so the fact that the, the fact that passing has gotten exponentially easier, yeah, and that he still holds the record is just is very sad. S- says more about the Bears than it does about Eric Kramer. It's very sad. So uh, it says here that McMahon played from 1982 to 1988. He had a 46 and 15 record. Uh, he was 874 of 1513, which is 57.8%. That's not good by no. today's standards. Uh, 11,203 yards, 67 touchdowns, and 56 interceptions. I mean, they're they're not good numbers. No, they're not. They're 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 mediocre at best. Yeah. His best his best attribute was his leadership on the field. Yeah. And you got to remember, he also played behind an offense that was stacked. He literally had one of the best running backs of all time playing right next to him. Great he offensive had, line. He had an amazing offensive line. Uh, he had some great receivers. Uh, I mean, it, it, was a, it was a stacked team. Um, so, according to this metric, he had total yards added of 1,509. Point one one two, so he was number one. All right. So my question was the same as yours: Where is Jay Cutler? Jay Cutler is number sixty six. Well, that's just wrong. I know his number is minus eight hundred seventy four point three nine eight. So, like for context, right? Like, who are some of the players ahead of him? Number sixty five, Justin Fields. Okay. Number 67, right behind Jay Cutler, Rex Grossman. So, like, read 1 through 10. So, 1 through 10. And see, this is where it's like, I don't... How did this get published? Is this just like, <laughs> is, is this just like some guy's blog, or is this on an actual website? This was on... This, is on, this was on the front page of MSN.com. Uh, Josh McCown is number 2. Who had a four and three record career with the Bears, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, now I think McCown has career best completion percentage at sixty five. I mean, he played like a couple of awesome games. Yeah, he did. Fifteen touchdowns versus five picks, two thousand two hundred forty three yards. Uh, Eric Kramer is number three. Eric Kramer, like I said, he had the uh, one really good season, the ninety five season. Uh, 63 touchdowns versus 45 picks, over 10,000 yards. 
Rudy Bukic is number four. Rudy Bukic is actually one of the better quarterbacks that played for the Bears. He didn't play that long, though. He only had... Uh, no clue who he is. He played uh, in the 60s. Okay. Um, Billy Wade is one of the better quarterbacks that played for the Bears statistically. Uh, he played in the 60s as well. Um, <laughs> 68 touchdowns versus 66 interceptions. Woohoo! I know, right? Uh, Johnny Lujak is number six. Uh, he played in the uh, in the uh, late forties, early fifties. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, Ed Brown uh, is next. Brian Hoyer is listed on here. I don't even know how that works. Why am I even reading this? Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I think I thought it would be funny, but it's not even funny. I think we've it's heard it. It's just enough. like stupid. So he's got Brian Hoyer in the top 10? Yeah, I, I, I have no idea why I even looked at this. So you know what's interesting? About I feel <laughs> stupid for even having, I feel that I just made everybody stupider by you know having a, read You know that. what's a really interesting, so Brian Hoyer, right? I remember reading this awesome article. I think it was on Deadspin. I wish I could remember who wrote it, but they talked about kind of the the myth of quarterback efficiency. Yeah. Because Brian Hoyer is a incredibly efficient quarterback. Yeah. And when he's on the field, your offense never scores any points. <laughs> I, I, he's probably really high in passer rating. Yeah, it's like you complete a lot of short passes and you eat up a lot of clock. Right. And when you get into the red zone, you stall out. Like, um, like Sam... Uh... That, uh, that played for the Vikings and the Rams. Oh, uh, Sam. Uh, What's his name? Yeah, why can't I think of who you're talking about? But, like, isn't that interesting, though? Because it's like, it makes perfect sense. Because all these guys talk about efficiency, efficiency, efficiency. But what you really want is explosiveness and playmaking ability. He came out the same year as... Um... Uh, oh, Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford, right. Yeah, Thank no, you. The last guy... To, he was just like that. The last guy to get one of the major rookie deals, right? Yeah. Didn't he get, like, the $55 million a year or yeah. something crazy? Yeah. I think I think Sam Bradford might legit be, like, the highest earning quarterback ever. Nope. Maybe I, not anymore. It's um, it's uh, the current uh, Rams quarterback. Stafford? Stafford. Stafford also got one of those deals. Yeah. So Stafford just played longer, but yeah. for, for a while, I think it was Sam Bradford, and probably was. What a, what a, what a Hall of Famer in terms, yeah, of, exactly. in, in terms of making money. Stafford has made a lot of money. Yeah, because he's gotten. I mean, he got the huge rookie deal. He got the huge extension from Detroit, and then I think the Rams extended him too, right? So they gave him a huge amount of money too. I can't believe that guy's playing this year. <laughs> God bless him. Because I think he's making like fifty million bucks still to do it, but that's gonna be a that's why he's playing. That's gonna be a rough go with the Rams. I mean, he's he he's got to hope he gets like a he's got to hope he like breaks a toe or something in week one, something that's not actually that painful. But he means <laughs> he, he doesn't have to play and he can still connect it, collect his check. Well, um, uh, so uh, my first apology from the show. <laughs> that was the dumbest thing I've ever read. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, but, uh, we, uh, uh, we hope you enjoyed the, the cast and, uh, we look forward to, uh, week two of the preseason and simple fact of the matter is, is that week one is not very far away. Yeah. Um, we will, uh, 
I, I, I hope I, I hope to see some more juice from the defense in this next game. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Yeah, I hope so too. I'll be watching the game actually in Chicago. So oh, nice! I'm going, Are you going to it? No, it's, I'm going to the Cubs game, ah. and then we're going to watch the game in Wrigleyville. So cool, cool. There's going to be some juice there. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all for us this week. Uh, bear down. <laughs>